Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast Sunday night live stream recap edition. I am Ryan Warmly, joined tonight and filling in for Welsh, obviously. And I am joined, as he is usually joined, by Scott Bogman, by Dr. Deepak Chona. Fellas, we are more than halfway through the NFL season. It is so hard to believe that that is a true statement. And yet, here we are. We are going to dive right in because, as always, we have a jam-packed show. We're going to start talking about some injuries, not a ton of massive injuries, not these, you know, you know, uh, fantasy landscape shifting injuries, but still some guys that are very much worth talking about. Still some question marks out there. we got Cam Akers feared to have sustained an Achilles injury. They're usually pretty accurate with those Achilles injuries. So that is really tough, especially considering his history. KJ Osborne, very scary looking hit during that game. Vikings Falcons. He was ruled out pretty quickly with a concussion. Daniel Jones left his game with a knee injury. They're now saying that it looks like it could be a torn ACL, which would obviously be pretty crushing to him. Josh Downs, questionable for the second half of the week, at least during practice, very limited, ended up playing, but then did leave his game with a knee injury. And then Josh Palmer just wanted to mention him too, because he was placed on IR. So he will be out for a minimum of four games. Deepak, which of those stand out to you most? Yeah, I think the Cam Akers one, we pretty certainly know it's an Achilles, probably able to return next year, but with a performance hit. And then Osborne most likely is going to miss one week and then return the following. Now, Daniel Jones, we're starting to hear is probably an an ACL. And you can usually feel that just manually with the knee. So the video also suggested the same. And so it very likely does mean that ACL is torn for Daniel Jones, which I think is the biggest news of the day. I wanted to also ask, we did mention Palmer. Do you think that's the type of injury that will extend beyond the minimum four weeks? Or do we think that he'll be back after a month? The average knee sprain will take two to three weeks. So being four is actually already a little bit of an outlier. And most players would be ready to return post IR at near full strength. I want to hit on some other injuries as well. Just to mention some of them, Jalen Waddle left his game in the Germany game early on. He did come back pretty quickly. Michael Pittman also left his game after a big hit. He also returned to that Colts game. Lamar Jackson didn't leave the Ravens game, but he did look like he kind of tweaked his ankle at one point. He was kind of looking a little gimpy for you know a couple of plays. After the game, he assured uh, reporters that he was fine. Um, but then a couple of these Eagles you know, players, Jalen Hurts, Took a iffy looking hit on his knee, was kind of limping a little, didn't end up leaving the game at all. Dallas Goddard, his tight end, did leave the game. He went to the locker room, was ruled out with a forearm issue. What can you tell us about those two injuries, Deepak? Yeah, with Jalen Hurts, it looked like he basically sustained an MCL sprain and probably re-aggravated the bone bruise on the same knee that was already hurt. Now, they're very lucky that his foot wasn't planted, and that's probably what saved him from an ACL. He has a bye next week, so when he comes back week 11, I would expect him to look a lot like himself, and we probably won't hear much about this in the meantime. Uh, With Dallas Goddard, now that injury, the concern there is the worst-case scenario would be a forearm fracture. 
And that is about six weeks to heal and usually seven or eight weeks to return. But it didn't really look like that on the video. It looked more like an elbow sprain, maybe even a dislocation. So the key is they go into the locker room, they put everything back where it belongs basically in the elbow. And then if there's a fracture, it usually means IR and at least four weeks out. But if there's no fracture, then there's a good chance he could return as early as week 11 post by. We kept it quick for you here, Deepak, so we'll get you out of there. Uh, everybody tuning in, don't go anywhere. Boggs and I will be right back after this quick message. Want to dominate your fantasy football leagues? Well, then you need My Playbook, available only from Fantasy Pros. Struggling with the waiver wire? My Playbook lets you see who the top available players are week to week. Can't decide who to start? Compare your players side by side with detailed breakdowns and projections for each week of your fantasy season. And it's all included with your premium subscription to Fantasy Pros. So sign up today at fantasypros.com or download our free My Playbook app to your Apple or Android device. I don't know who did that read for that commercial, but he's got a great voice. I, I was going to say, come up for air, Wormley. Very, I mean, very, yeah. very impressively Calm done. Calm down here. Vogs, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to ask you quickly, Deepak mentioned Daniel Jones. You know, l- let's say this is an ACL Ugh, injury. Quickly, what does that mean for this Giants offense? I mean, it's pretty much just Saquon already. Do we like Saquon more because he's going to get more of a workload? <laughs> he's hard to get much more than he got last week when he had 39 touches, just a mere 20 this week. Or do we like him less because he's going to get a lot more defensive attention? I would say I like him a little bit less because of that. They're going to stack. If it's Tommy DeVito and they don't go get Carson Wentz, and even if they do get Carson Wentz, first couple of weeks are going to be difficult. You know, he's a free agent for a reason. So uh, trade deadline's over. Tyrod Taylor's just put on IR. So if it's Tommy DeVito, it's going to be bad for at least the next couple of weeks before he really learns how to start throwing the ball downfield a little bit. He had a little bit in this game uh, near the end, which made me feel better about him. But yeah, I don't really like it for Saquon, and he's the only giant you could start now that Waller's on the IL. So it is, um, it's tough right now in Giants land. So probably if I'm a Giants fan, I'm looking at uh, who the best draft prospects are and paying a lot of attention to that right now because that's probably going to bring you a little more joy than the games on Sundays will. On those Eagles injuries, particularly with Goddard, if, assuming he misses some time, does anybody really stand to benefit? I mean, we already like A.J. Brown a lot. We already like Devontae Smith, even though he's had an up-and-down season. Is there anybody that's going to get more work, or is it just going to kind of even be more concentrated on those star wideouts? I would assume that it's going to be more uh, concentrated. I mean, uh, Jack Stoll is the guy behind him. They did pick up uh, a Quabanon. Uh, after he was released by Denver. So maybe they, those guys will get involved, but I am not counting on them at all whatsoever. So I would assume it's probably just going to be more to the running backs, more to the wide receivers that we like. And maybe Zacchaeus uh, will get a little more involved, but uh, not much. We have got a giveaway here. The winner of the autographed Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboys jersey courtesy of pristineauction.com is Young Krillo. Please get in touch with our customer support agents at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address and proof of your subscription to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel, and we will be in touch again. The winner is Young Krillo. Congratulations, and that's not all. If you're struggling with fantasy punishments this year, We've got you covered. Give the last place loser in your league the trophy they deserve by immortalizing their epic fail with Trophy Smack's teeny tiny loser title belt. This mini title belt has loser written all over it, literally. To win, all you need to do is subscribe to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel right now. 
drop a comment below on this video, and that's it. We will be announcing a winner right here on this channel, so please make sure to turn on those notifications so you can know when new videos are up and you can claim your prize. Boggs, I am now ready to get to our top headlines of the day. And as a matter of fact, we are starting off with our Miller Lite. Here's to what's next headline of the day. What do you got? I got uh, Keaton Mitchell makes most of muddy backfield. Nine carries for 138 and a touchdown. I know you like this guy a lot, uh, Wormley, uh, being a Ravens fan. And we finally got to see him take a couple snaps. I know uh, Gus Bus came in banged up, and then he didn't play a lot late, probably because he came in banged up and they were whooping up on the Seattle Seahawks. And it is a little bit muddy because Hill took most of the snaps. But uh, Mitchell, I think, at the end of the season, might be the best out of this group. Although Gus is great, and I think Hill is pretty decent as well. So it uh, looks like, you know, waiting and not making a move, not going to get a JT or whatever worked out for them. So that looks nice. Yeah, uh, most most rushing yards over expected, 108 in a single game since 2020. That's per next gen stat. Got a little Chris Johnson fun. vibes going. He, right now. He's got he's got juice. I, as somebody who watches, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I saw Ravens running back. Even you know, I love J.K. Dobbins, but this extra burst, this juice from Mitchell, mm-hmm. was, was something really quite special. What's your next headline? Let's go. Dotson delivers after being dropped again. Another touchdown for Jahan Dotson. Now you know it's been Jekyll and Howell, but Howell's actually. He'll still make the big mistakes, but it seems like he's passing for more yards recently. Another 300-yard game for him today, and Dotson was a big beneficiary of that. So four for 69-1. and one. I believe he's still somewhere close to the 70% rostered in, like, Yahoo leagues and stuff like that. So there's a possibility he's still out there, and you should be looking to add him. And somebody asked me about dropping him in a dynasty league the, uh, the other day, and I was like, I just don't think Dotson is going to be down much longer and i'm glad i gave out good advice for one so say again dropping him in a dynasty league it's a 10 team you know so it was it's a little i mean re- redraft sure but dynasty oh i know that's super limited no, th- th- this was what everybody was so excited about him this offseason he was like the I number know. one guy you talk to any expert in the industry like go draft Jahan dotson in round six or, or whatever uh right. he, and this is the last couple of weeks, what we kind of expected to see. Like, I, obviously, he's not going to score a touchdown every week or anything like that. But, yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Give me your next headline. How about commit in the end zone? We commit in the end zone twice, uh, two more times for commit. Him and Bajan look very good together. I don't know if this is going to continue when Justin Fields gets back out there. and uh, But we've seen commit uh, become a, a, bit, a better piece. And we have some, you know, Goddard banked up, Waller in the IR. We have some disappointing tight ends right now. So it's I'm happy to see guys like, you know, in this spot last week, we talked about Taysom Hill and here we're talking about Komet. So it's nice to see some of these tight ends uh, taking a step up and looking a little bit better. And everybody knows for the quarterback what the headline has to be, right? It, it's got to be the surging Stroud, 30 for 42, 470 yards and five touchdowns. Here is what's to next. That is all about CJ Stroud and taking this big step. And he just, he has to be a QB one moving forward. I mean, Tampa Bay's defense is pretty good and they just hung 39. So uh, yeah. And this is, they were making field goals without a kicker out there too. So uh, just a very interesting game between the Texans and the bucks, probably the only good game that we really had this Sunday so far. And uh, yeah, Stroud looks awesome. It's gotta be a QB one moving forward and, 
you know, obviously with Richardson down and Young throwing pick sixes, he looks like the best of the group so far with a bullet. With a Miller Lite in your hand, fall doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash pros. That's MillerLite.com slash pros. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. By the way, CJ Stroud, you're going to love this stat. I saw this on Twitter. I forget who said it. Already has more career touchdowns than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might have had that in the game they played in week three. Matchup recaps. Let's jump into that remaining slate. We'll start with the earliest game, a Germany game here. At Chiefs 21, Dolphins 14. What was your big fantasy takeaway? I mean, that we all hate the, the travel games and they don't help with fantasy. I think that's my biggest takeaway from this game. And honestly, it's that the chiefs are winning with defense right now. I mean, Kelsey only had two catches for 70 yards. Mahomes had 178 and two. He lost a fumble. His targets were not very productive. Noah gray had three for 34 sky Moore three for 23. Rasheed rice caught a touchdown, but only had 17 yards. Uh, Pacheco was okay. McKinnon got the touchdown though. And then their defense kind of dominated, uh, the dolphins here, uh, you know, Mostert bailed himself out for 85 yards and a touchdown to only had 193 yards. Chiefs defense is very good. So, um, I just hate these travel games. I don't think there's much to pull out of this game. You're still starting Tyreek. You're still starting Mostert and all the guys in this game for the most part, most part. Um, but you know, did you see the, the dumb stat about how, uh, Kelsey is averaging over a hundred yards with Taylor yeah. in the crowd and 40 yeah. without her. So, I mean, uh, there's, there's not a lot to take away. We're glad no one got hurt, but we hate these games. Well, I hate them because early and I'm a night owl and they seem to just set our offenses back a little bit. We don't get those huge production games. So um, I, I did, yeah. I did used to like these games better when I lived on the East coast. It's a little tougher now being yeah. mountain time. It's that yes. seven thirty start is not ideal. I just quickly, Mahomes hasn't really moved down the rest of season rankings at any point this year, but have we seen enough out of his weapons or lack thereof to start? He's still QB three rest of season in the consensus rankings. Is that too high at this point based on what we've seen? I mean, obviously he's still really good himself, but I mean, what do we make of him rest of season? I mean, it might be, but I can't move him past the top three because I feel like as soon as you do that, you're going to look like a goofball when he starts to play MVP Mahomes football. He's been sick and a little nicked up. And then this travel game, like, so I think he's going to, they've got a bye week coming up. I think after that, we start to see more normal Mahomes uh, coming out of that bye. So I'm not moving him down. We won't spend too much time on every game, but I do want to quickly ask on the Dolphins side, do you put any kind of stock into the fact that they have struggled against the above 500 teams they've faced this year? I mean, they've blown the doors off of teams like the Broncos or the bad point. Chargers defense, but this is now becoming a pattern. Yeah, Buffalo and Kansas City, and they, like you said, they get their doors blown off. So uh, if it's not a mismatch, they kind of get creamed. So they're just going to have to find a way. But um, I mean, I think in most games, Miami is going to smoke whoever they play. So, um, you know, not much to move outside of this game. Chiefs defense is really good. Been playing that well. And weird overseas game. I mean, we had uh, players tweeting out about how much they hated it. So um, it's it's a bit much to travel. At least they have the bye week here now. Yeah, both of these teams did elect to take their buys after the international travel. 
There are always fun questions around the NFL this time of year, like who are the pretenders? Who are the contenders? We're now more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this November. Hope everybody took advantage of that today. But however you guys plan to bet those matchups going forward, get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's move to a somewhat less exciting matchup here. Packers 20, Rams without Matthew Stafford, just three. What was your takeaway? I mean, we're going to see a theme coming up with a lot of these games. This one was tough. Aaron Jones is back is my takeaway. 24 touches in this game. He had 73 yards and a score rushing on 20 carries, four catches for 26. He did lose a fumble in there, but uh, seeing him get the workload and seeing Dylan on the sidelines made me a happy man. So uh, I did like to see Aaron Jones get back. Outside of that, you know, Jordan Love is still rough. 20 of 26 is nice, but only for 228. And a touchdown, Musgrave caught that one. We can't get Christian Watson going one catch for 37. Dobbs, three for 36. Three for, uh, you know, it's just, it's not, it keeps three catches for 50 yards. It's not going to cut it uh, for this offense. They've got to score a little more. Luckily, Brett Rippon was not ready to start for the Rams. I mean, with Matthew Stafford down, this dude was 13 to 28, 130 yards and a pick and a fumble. Uh, Cup, two for 48. Nakua, three for 32. No catches for Higby. Um, Freeman had 32 rushing yards. Uh, he, he uh, one target. I mean, uh, Henderson had 10 for 19. It just, the whole offense was disgusting without Matt Stafford there. So, um, yeah. I hope Matt Stafford is back next week. We'll see what's uh, what's going on with him, but they need him back, and you need him back for Cup and Nakua as well. Because yeah, the, the only real takeaway on the Rams side is we need Stafford. Otherwise, nobody is startable. Um, Jordan Love, like even in two QB leagues, like is getting close to maybe not even being startable. He has not topped twenty fantasy points in a game since week three. So. The struggles continue for love. Let's move on from that game and go to another ugly game. Well, this one was kind of close, at least. Commanders at the Patriots. And we already talked a bit about Jahan Dotson as kind of the main takeaway here and, you know, starting to stack a couple of good games back to back. What else stood out to you from this one? Yeah, I mean, how, you know, uh, like I said, 325 yards and a touchdown. Now that he's throwing for the actual yards and not, you know, it's it before it was a lot of 
interceptions and sacks taken and punts and stuff like that. Now that he's not taking those sacks as much, uh, McLaurin five for 73 Pringle even got involved here. That was nice. Uh, B Rob had 63 yards and a score on the ground. Gibson had, uh, 75, 76, somewhere in that neighborhood yards. Um, and you know, Mac Jones wasn't awful. 24, 44, 220, uh, at least pop Douglas got in there with five for 55 juju, uh, you know, out of the shadows. I guess had a decent game, six for 51. Hunter Henry uh, scored that touchdown. And we saw Ramondre, like just a little balance. That's what we need for Ramondre to get going. It's just a little bit of balance between the run and the pass. And I think we saw that. I think it's both of these offenses kind of, they're clicking and playing to the best of their ability, which is still not good, but at least gives you some more options in fantasy. Because a couple of weeks ago, we're talking about cutting Dotson. We're talking about, is McLaurin even startable? What do we do with Ramondre? So I like the fact that we saw both of these offenses click a little bit better this week. Um, and so they can move up a little bit in your rankings and potentially be starters for you in fantasy. That 64-yard touchdown run that Ramondre had was more rushing yards than he had had in any other game this season to just highlight how much he has struggled. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention the Rams are on bye next week. Packers are going to be playing at your Pittsburgh Steelers. And then uh, for these two games here, Washington is going to be in Seattle for their game in week 10. And New England is going to be playing in Germany in Frankfurt. It's Colts Patriots. I am not sure I'll be getting up at 730. Well, I'll just go out on a limb and say there's no way I wake up for that. Yeah, (laughs) I I might wake up by halftime. Maybe (laughs) Uh, everybody should stay a step ahead in your fantasy leagues with the fantasy news and scores app. Instant updates on player news and rumors from the NFL, MLB and NBA. Customize your news stream and get alerts for your followed players. Download now at fantasypros.com slash apps and dominate your league with the latest news let's get to an actually unexpectedly super fun (laughs) game texans 39 the bucks 37 what a finish to this one what a performance by strad we talked about a bit already i know this isn't a dynasty show but tell me right now where is he in dynasty rankings at quarterback Uh, so good he looks amazing i have not reset my dynasty rankings but i will be doing it probably this weekend and he is going to i mean it's it's crazy because it's like well you can't put him ahead of mahomes Allen, Hertz, like Lamar, Burrow, Herbert. There's so many good quarterbacks, but also it's like you could put him ahead of anybody else, though, be, because there's nobody set. And he's closer to those guys than he is to anybody behind him. I mean, yes. he, he looks at he this just age, set the rookie record, talent. single game record for passing yards. 470 uh, is the new record. He set you, it. You so. cannot praise him enough. I mean, he's. He, and look at these Nate. targets, too, Wormley. I mean, uh, six for 153 and a touchdown for Noah Brown. Uh, Schultz, 10 catches for 130 in a score tank with six for 114 in a score. Nico in the end zone again. Uh, you know, they didn't run the ball because why would you, when yeah. you can, uh, throw it 42 times with Stroud and have these results. Mayfield wasn't bad on the other side, 265 and two Evans had four for 87. Otten got in the end zone twice. Disappointing game for Godwin two for 16 on six targets. That is bad. And Godwin is, he's, you know, trending down. A little bit recently. Rashad White, though, trending up. Two more touchdowns in this game, over 100 yards total as well, and 24 touches. So, uh, Rashad White, now that they're kind of a little more balanced and give, getting him the ball in space a little more, I feel like he's starting to look much more like the guy a lot of people expected him to before the season started because it's a little rough to start. But I mean, you know, 
CJ Stroud with a great game and uh, the Bucks kind of match. So like you said, all the scoring was in this game and no backup quarterbacks, thank God. So it was a nice game, but the rest of these games, oof, yeah, we, we had some brutal ones. In, uh, in week 10, the Bucks are going to be at Tennessee and the Texans will be at the Bengals. That could be a fun game. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show. And there's one thing all the teams, coaches, and players have in common. Preparation. Planning is key in everyday life, too. And a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you'd pay nothing. You can become a member of Air MedCare Network for just $99 a year. And right now, our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code fantasy pros that's fantasy pros with no spaces make financial peace of mind part of your game plan visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash fantasy pros cleveland 27 arizona zippy and your fantasy takeaway here is boy do we hope kyler's back (laughs) that's it yeah that is the whole takeaway because clayton toon was 11 and 20 for 58 yards he led the cardinals with 28 rushing yards by the way this offense was that tick Watson came back and he was just okay. 19 of 30, 219 and two scores. Uh, Cooper had a nice big game, five for 139 and a touchdown on that weird uh, tip that uh, he scored on. And Joku uh, scored a touchdown as well. Keontae Ingram had nine rushes for eight yards. Marquise Brown had eight targets, four catches for 24. Uh, it's nice to see Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford is just an iron man. I mean, High ankle sprain. I don't understand how he's back out there touching the ball 25 times and didn't miss a week, but he hasn't 77 yards. um, And then hunt scored the touchdown, of course, but uh, I really like what we're seeing from Jerome Ford in his workload now, but I mean, the Cardinals, it can't be like this. Cardinals might be in a worse quarterback spot than the giants. If Kyler is not ready to go. And that is saying something. Yeah, I and what incentive do they have to rush him back, right? I mean, they should be going for a... I, I did not think they were going to bring him back at all because if he gets hurt again, his whole contract locks in and they're stuck with him under, under the cap and all that stuff. So, But they're going to give him a look. They're going to give him a try with the new coaching staff and everything and see if he can do it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with Deshaun Watson moving forward. I mean, I don't, I, I'm forced to start him in a super flex league most weeks because it's either him or Jordan Love, you know, when he's healthy at least. But right. Um, yeah, I just, he's, he's been okay in some of these good matchups, but I just, it just looks so, it just looks bad even when he gets some of the stats there. So, lucked into that touchdown. Like the same guy that he was in Houston at all. Not, not, not even close. Uh, the Cardinals host the Falcons next week. And the Browns will be in Baltimore to take on my Ravens. So that'll be a game of a couple of good defenses. Let's move to Saints 24, Bears 17. What was your takeaway here? Taysom is becoming a top-tier tight end. You know, I mentioned a little bit before when we were talking uh, Cole Komet scoring two touchdowns, uh, which is the same game as well. But 11 of 52 rushing, uh, four for 13 in a score uh receiving, and he threw a touchdown. So uh, Taysom is becoming an absolute weapon. At tight end right now, he should be a top three guy behind 
uh, Kelsey and Andrews right now and probably put them behind Kittle. So make them top four uh, for the rest of the season. Derek Carr, 25-34 was fine. Olave caught a touchdown, but he, his his lines have been somewhat weak for where you had to take him. Six for 46. The touchdown kind of bailed him out uh, in terms of that. Juwan Johnson uh, scored that touchdown from Taysom Hill, a little tight end to tight end love there. Was interesting. The Saints didn't have much on the ground here. Bajant, 220, two touchdowns, but four turnovers. Uh, Mooney looked good with him. Komet looked good with him. This was a down DJ Moore game, mainly his fault. Uh, he had a big fumble there. And Foreman getting all the work over Roshan was surprising. 20 carries for Foreman for 83 yards and only three touches total for Roshan. So I don't know if Roshan is 100%, but uh seems like Foreman is the guy there right now. So, uh, look, they're both Texas. I love them both, but I am surprised. Do you think we'll see Fields back next week? God, I hope so. I need him in a league so bad. Yeah. So uh, I really hope so for that reason. But um, yeah, you know, once again, a team that does not have incentive to rush him. So, yeah. uh, you know, they traded away their second round pick, but they paid Montez Sweat. They at least have a little pass yeah. rush now. Uh, so. by, by the way, Taysom Hill, tight end 10 rest of season in the expert rankings coming into this week. So there might be, you know, a buy low value there. Uh, if he if he really is going to be tight end four moving forward as Boggs has him uh, in week 10, the Bears are. Oh, gosh, are they really on Thursday night football hosting? They the are Panthers? against Carolina. Oh, my goodness. If it if it is Beijing. Oh, my. Holy cow, dude. Get, get You got it. You guys got to gamble on that game. That's the only way <laughs> to make it fun. So. Uh, as Saints at Vikings, which is certainly better than Panthers Bears on Thursday night <laughs> yeah. football. If you guys need new tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service, and you get a 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have this really cool feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance, as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country, so it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated. Tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety. So if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. And let's get to, obviously, the best game of the day. And that would be (laughs) Ravens 37, Seahawks 3. It was basically a carbon copy of the Lions game a couple weeks ago where it's like, Ravens are really good. They're facing one of the best teams in the NFC. How's it going to go? And then the Ravens just curb stomped him. 37-3 was even a bigger blowout than the game against the Lions had been. We talked about Keaton Mitchell already. Just, again, so much juice in that performance. Really very fun to watch as somebody who's gotten quite used to watching applauding Gus Edwards, who I love. But it was kind of cool to see the, uh, you know, the difference maker that Keaton Mitchell could be. What were some of your other takeaways from this absolute blowout? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of reminded me of when the Steelers had Bettis and then Willie Parker came onto the scene. It's like these guys couldn't be more different, and they're playing the same spot. It's sorry, sorry just to be clear, combo. you can't let me talk about a Ravens blowout without bringing the Steelers into the conversation. Well, look, man, you know, look, uh, th- this is just who we are. Okay, <laughs> this is who we are. We can't change. Uh, time of possession was unbelievable in this game. Over forty minutes, forty minutes of four seconds for your Ravens. Nineteen fifty six. 
for uh, the Seahawks. And yes, we can talk about the Ravens. They were great. I mean, uh, Lamar, 21 at 26. He rushed for 60 yards as well. Uh, Mark Andrews, nine for 90. I went to, by the way, I'm in Phoenix. I went to my old stomping grounds, my old local bar. And uh, uh, he went to, Mark Andrews went to my high school. So they have a big Mark Andrews Desert Mountain High School jersey on the wall at my old bar, which is interesting to see uh, since I have moved away. But we saw the two touchdowns for Gus Bus. But, I mean, I think my biggest uh, takeaway outside of go get Mitchell right now is I think Geno might be turning into a pumpkin here. I I was worried about this uh, before the season started. We saw 10 bad years of him and then one good year, and everyone said, well, he's good now. And I was like, are we sure? And I think he's kind of getting figured out. And Baltimore for sure had his number 13 of 28, 157 yards and a pick. Uh, No Lockett in this game or uh, Lockett was banged up in this game. Three for 32. Uh, Metcalf caught one ball. JSN had six catches for 53. Nothing for Walker, nothing for Charbonnet. But this is a game if you're watching the Seattle offense, even with Geno and my questions about him moving forward. You crumple it up. You throw it away. They're not going to have a 20-minute possession game again. So you hope that. This doesn't add to, you know, other types of games like this where it's, you know, uh, we have the ball for 23 minutes and still are getting no yards or anything. So I hope this isn't a blueprint game. I don't think it is. I just think the Ravens are really good at home uh, uh, for the Seahawks. But the Seahawks look bad, too. So um, your guys are getting stronger. These these teams seem to be going the opposite direction, too. Ravens are ascending and the Seahawks are sinking a little bit right now. And the Ravens defense is going to do this to a lot of quarterbacks. Like I'm kind of with you on Geno from a macro level view, but on a micro level, like just this game, it's kind of easy to say, Hey, it just got away. Like the Ravens is insane. It's so varied. There's so much talent. Like Mike McDonald has been the best defensive coordinator in football essentially this year. Like it's, it's just a different beast. I do want to quickly mention, you know, Zay flowers only having one catch seems like it might be a strong buy low candidate. I'm still a believer in, him rest of season so i just wanted to throw him out there as a buy low guy and everybody listening can use the trade analyzer at fantasypros.com slash my playbook to instantly evaluate how any trade will affect your team for this week or the rest of the season or even in dynasty so zay flowers is a guy that i'm certainly not going to panic on and if the manager that has him in your league is willing to move him after a game like this i would be jumping on top of that i already mentioned the ravens are hosting the browns next week and that the Seahawks will be hosting the Commanders in Week 10. Let's get to the last game on the early slate. Vikings 31, Falcons 28. Awesome, just fun story with Josh Dobbs. He's back up, hauled down, Dobbs up. Uh, 20 of 30, 158 and 2 through the air. He ran for 66 and a score, and the offense looked just much better than him. I mean, I was saying this to my buddy I was watching the games with. Just imagine what Atlanta would be this year if they had Dobbs as the quarterback the whole year. It would be an unbelievable team, but they've been playing musical chairs with these crappy QBs, uh, and it does, just doesn't work. Um, Madison, 16 for 44, also two catches for 49 and a score, and is going to be the workhorse again. Uh, maybe my guy Ty Chandler might be worth a pickup in some deeper leagues as well. Now that Cam Akers is most likely out for the season. We're just waiting on the MRI there. Uh, Hawkinson, 7 for 69. Addison, five for 52 Osborne obviously left with the concussion. These aren't outstanding numbers, but what we saw from Dobbs means that these guys are going to be viable and startable, which I was not sure about that with Jaron Hall. And, you know, we were, I thought it was going to be, we got Jaron Hall for this game. Dobbs going to come in next game, but obviously Hall going down. Dobbs is clearly the guy here now. So is, is Dobbs himself a viable starter going forward now that he has better talent around him? Yes. Especially when Jefferson comes back. 
Yeah, I think so for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, rocket scientist, smart guy, not hard to pick up, uh, you know, the systems either. He's a super smart dude. So that's uh, why he's showing value. I mean, Tennessee gave him a shot, made him a valuable commodity in the NFL. And he's been, you know, five teams over the last two seasons. But uh, I really like him in this spot. I would have rather seen Jameis Winston. You know, just for all the fantasy stats, all he does is throw the ball, you know, 20 yards downfield and throw touchdowns and interceptions. That would have been a little more exciting for us and teams would have had to play point for point with them. But I'll take Dobbs doing the work. We like that on the Atlanta side. You know, Bijan, another quiet game, 11 for 51. He lost a fumble and they went to Algier more and Algier scored the touchdown. Uh, John who outscoring pits is just a Sunday special every single week this year, hundred yards and a score. He had the 60 yard breakaway touchdown. John who did, but I mean, it is just with Drake London down. I thought, Oh, maybe we get a pits game. Eh. Nope. Not even a little. So yeah, it just is so frustrating the whole Atlanta offense. But I, I think the good news is they keep losing Arthur Smith okay. ain't long for this job. You, so, you know, the, uh, you know, the meme of principal Skinner from the Simpsons where he's like, am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. That's <laughs> yeah. Arthur Smith. Am I out of touch? No, it's the fantasy <laughs> managers who are wrong. Every Falcons loss is a gift from the fantasy gods. Just one step closer to getting Arthur Smith out of our lives. Uh, the saints uh, or the Falcons are hosting the saints next week. And like I said, the Falcons are going to be in Arizona. Let's get to the late afternoon slate here. Colts 27, Panthers 13. Is Jonathan Taylor all the way back to being the workhorse running back here? I That's my takeaway here. He's back to bell cow status, 18 for 47, five catches for 22, and a score. That's 23 touches, and Moss got seven. So, I, you know, Moss is going to be involved, and he was around the the goal line as well. So Moss isn't going completely away, and it's not a one-horse stable. They're two horses. But your main horse is JT now. So I think we're kind of back to that being normalized. I mean, Bryce Young, the three picks, and they were literally the difference in this game, two pick sixes, and they lost by two touchdowns. So that was the difference in this game. I'm also the my other little takeaway here is uh, Chuba just might be the guy. Like I feel like Miles Sanders has to is. be has to be back and healthy at this point, and they're just still going to Chuba Hubbard. Sixteen for fifty eight, four catches for nine yards. Sanders six for thirty nine and three catches for twenty two. It's split. It's ugly. I still think Miles Sanders is the better player, but it doesn't matter what I think. You know, Frank Reich is ruining this backfield just like he did JT his whole rookie season. So uh, not a shocking development here. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that Miles Sanders is very startable in many leagues outside of bye weeks and injuries. So uh, tough guy to roster this year, Miles Sanders. I don't think there's really much else to hit on for this game, so we'll move on. Um, Like I said, the Colts will be in Frankfurt next week against the Patriots in a game that nobody will watch. And the (laughs) the Panthers will be in Chicago on Thursday night football in a game that nobody will watch if they have any common sense. Uh, Let's go to the last two games here. Giants at Raiders. The Giants, of course, lost 30 to six. We already talked about Daniel Jones. Really nothing else on the Giants side of things. So let's just highlight the Raiders here. Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 98 yards. Two touchdowns. Devontae Adams did not get any looks early. I, it was late. He was either late in the first half or early in the second that he finally got his first target. He ended up with four catches for 34 yards. Jacoby Myers did run in a 17-yard touchdown, only two catches for 38 yards. Aiden O'Connell didn't need to do too much because the Giants were so terrible. But this is one of those classic like interim coach in his first game after the guys fired, bounce back spots, 
primarily carried by Jacobs. Well, yeah, and, you know, just the players rallying around him. And we see this a lot. And this is a big college football betting thing, too. It's like when a coach gets fired, you want to bet on that team the next week most of the time, unless you're, like, hearing them all be upset on social media or something because they're happy that that guy is gone and now they have a little bit more freedom or whatever it was that they didn't like. That's exactly how the Raiders responded here was they were happy that McDaniels is gone. He was the worst head coach in the NFL, so I think it was deserved. And, you know, a smart guy says, well, let's give the ball to our best player as many times as he can handle. And that's exactly what they did with Josh Jacobs at work. I expect that to be kind of the formula moving forward. I do think Devontae will get more involved. Jacoby Myers, obviously a pretty good player. I'd like to say that I hold out hope for Mike Mayer to be great this year. I just don't because it's too many moving pieces. I still think he's going to be a very good player, but this season, I don't know. It's him sometimes and it's Hooper. And this week it was neither one of them. So uh, right now, I think the biggest thing here is the big pieces are in a better place for the Raiders. And that's what we like to see. And I don't know if Aiden O'Connell can do it for the whole year. He was okay in this game, uh, but we're seeing what we got from him, but it's going to mean a lot of Josh Jacobs. And that's the biggest takeaway here. I never am happy to see anybody lose their job. Having said that, I'm glad that Josh McDaniels is not there because as a person who runs the fantasy pros, social media presence, it's hard to tweet about him without being too mean. And so I usually just don't say anything at all about the Raiders. So it's nice that I can like have a little breathing room with this franchise because there's really not, has not been much positive really in either head coaching tenure. for. Luckily you don't have to tweet about him anymore because he's gone. Thank goodness. Let's get to the last game here. The Eagles held off the Cowboys 28 to 23 run through some of these stat lines here. This game did end right as we were going live. Deandre Swift, 18 carries 43 yards, no touchdown. He also had two catches for 31 yards. Jalen hurts his usual self. He rushed in for a touchdown on the tush push 36 yards rushing also 200 yards to the air and two touchdowns. AJ Brown, finally not a massive blow up game. He still got seven catches, 66 yards at a time. What a loser. No, 125 yards games. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Smith, three catches, 51 yards and a touchdown. And then on the Cowboys side, Pollard, 12 for 51. Dak Prescott at 374 yards, three touchdowns. Great game for Dak Prescott. CeeDee Lamb, another big game, 11 catches, 191 yards. No touchdown, though, for him. uh, Jake Ferguson did get a touchdown. So did Jalen Tolbert. And Turpin, what were your takeaways from this one? Uh, I just, it's Tony Pollard is still a disappointment. I mean, just every single game, 12 for 51, three for 12, 63 total yards. Didn't get in the end zone again. He is just not cutting it. I mean, with Philly, it's, you know, your guys are good. You're it's very much a filter system between, uh, Hertz, Swift, Brown and Smith, you know, Goddard gets involved there as well. But now that he's banged up, I, like we talked about before, Wormley, I think it's they're just going to spread it out to those guys a little bit more. They get a little bit of a bigger workload. CeeDee Lamb's a monster. Jake Ferguson is coming around. Um, I was, you know, Tolbert seems to be pushing Gallup to the bench, which I kind of like to see because I like Tolbert coming in. Uh, Prescott has been better, uh, but this Eagles, I think this Eagles secondary can be had. That may be the biggest takeaway in this game because, you know, we see a lot of the same stuff. CeeDee Lamb's a monster again. But Ferguson with the touchdown, Tolbert with the touchdown, Lamb with 191 yards, and the Eagles kind of got torched last week as well. I think the Eagles might be a pretty decent matchup for secondaries right now. So I think that may be my biggest takeaway because we've, you know, we're halfway in. We know what we're getting from Philly. We're, we pretty much know what we're getting from Dallas as well. I would expect, I would expect Pollard to have a better second half, 
but I don't have any basis for that. You know, I don't say, hey, look, it's coming around because X, Y, Z. I don't. I just, he's a good player and they need to put the ball in his hands more. He needs more than 13 touches a game. He needs 15 to 20 uh, to put up those numbers, I feel like. And hopefully we see him get them soon because um, they lost again. So it's not working here. Yeah, I, I want to wrap things up on a Dak Prescott question because I think everybody else in this game, you're either definitely not starting or you're definitely not sitting. Like you're kind of right. obvious where you're doing these other guys. But Prescott, I mean, the first five weeks of the year, QB 29, QB 17, QB 18, QB 19, QB 25. His last three games over four weeks because there was a bye, QB1, QB3, and now he's currently QB2 with four more quarterbacks to go before the week's over. He's behind only CJ Stroud this week. So where would you have him rest of the season? He's QB12 in the expert consensus rankings, but he's kind of a hard guy to peg given how he looked to start the year and how he's looked the last month. Yeah, and I mean, especially with all of these quarterbacks going down as well, right? So yeah. uh, it's getting pretty ugly and pretty thin out there. So, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a QB1 moving forward. And I think, you know, you mentioned it, it was before the bye. But, I mean, coming out of that bye, you know, we saw their exact thing was let's get the ball to CeeDee Lamb. Let's get yep. the ball to CeeDee Lamb. That is the plan. So you can't put him ahead of the names you mentioned before. Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Jackson, Burrow, Tua, I think Herbert obviously is in there as well. I would put CJ Stroud in that group also uh, because I just That's think uh, he has been too good. Then I think he's n like somewhere between nine and 10. Um, yeah, I, I would put him in that group. So, um, that's a, probably about where I'm going to have him moving forward. The Cowboys host the Giants next week. That's going to be a slaughter. The Eagles are on by. We will wrap things up there. Thank you so much for letting me fill in for Welsh here tonight. Thank you to Boggs and also to Deepak for joining us. Make sure everybody's following Fantasy Pros across all platforms on social media, YouTube, everywhere, the website, because we've got week 10 content every single day this week. Waivers, trades, rankings, live Q&As, and more. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.